You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Axe to Grind, the hardcore podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I am Tom. And what uh, And what do we say? I, I, you, you guys lecture. Uh, well, then we go, yeah, we, you do your inane rant. We do, God, this is so trope. Ugh, it's a rote, Patrick. Um, <laughs> two questions for you really early. Do either of you get stressed about, about two and a half hours ago? I was like, uh, I think it was just kind of wrapping up like dinner prep. We were, we weren't eating yet, but we we're getting ready. Um, and I sneezed and I hadn't sneezed all day. And I was like, I was MF and I was like, if I have allergies that an allergy thing that comes on now and my nose gets clogged right before I record, I'm going to like break something. <laughs> Do either of you get unreasonably stressed on not stressed, but like, like the anxiety of something like that happening right before recording. Yeah. Uh, you should see me before I take the stage. Uh, you know, I, I never know the lyrics. So I'm walking around for the first, I'm walking around right before we yes. play listening to my own music. And then, uh, I am trying to balance my diet all day to not feel like I have to use the bathroom on the stage. And also right. I don't, I like a vegan milkshake. I don't enjoy a vegan milkshake the entirety of tour because all that soy, all that soy is going to jam you up. Both, yeah. both, <laughs> both all that soy is going to jam you up, kid. Yeah. Both your throat and your, your, your booty. And, uh, I, uh, I can't do it. So I do get a little bit of anxiety about like, oh, I've done right all day. And now is it yeah, going to go, right. is it going to get fucked up? Am I going to have this one thing happen? Tom, yeah. uh, Yes. You have the fe- same feeling. You you I, you've had less weird vocal things than Patrick or I when we record for this, but you also have other times when you're uh, when you're vocalizing. Yeah, well, the thing you know, you have kids. Yep, and they're germ factories. Yeah, that's not wrong. They that's bring stuff wrong. home from school and stuff. All my mm-hmm. friends who are parents are all like always get sick just because they're kids. Um, mm-hmm. Patrick's out in the road. I literally, mm-hmm. I, you know, like I'm either outside in my apartment or at work. Yeah, that's not a bad. That's not a bad. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, I I'm lucky to not get, like, but allergies. Like, I I usually have worse allergies. Well, I mean, last week I, I had the uh, the ear problem. Oh, that's right. And yeah, I you mean, were literally. Real you guys sounded up. like. Right. Wah, 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 wah. I was like, I'm gonna try more to so than normally, or yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, it worked because I didn't have to hear Pat, but um, that's true. That's true. But it was brutal. I had, I ended up going. I had like, like really bad swimmer's ear. Yeah, what happened? 
so I got went to the doctor and like literally the guy like puts the thing in the he like checks my good ear and then he checks the other one. He goes, Oh man, I go, that's not good. <laughs> and I go, Is is there something in it? Because that's always oh, my nightmare. That's oh, like, oh, there's a fucking ooh. spider in here. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. But it wasn't. He, but what happens, like if you like, you know, you get a slight cut in your ear or whatever, it, like, and you don't pay attention, you get water in it, then it gets infected. Yep. Then you got a whole like weird a really bad pus thing going on. Yeah, that's bad. Oh. I mean, it was less. It was yeah. It was like I couldn't hear anything. Well, just and in there. Hurt. Yeah. Right. Oh, so yeah, man. I was. I've been on eardrops. I'm still on. Like a week later, I'm on steroids. Watch out. All right. Well, yeah. That, that's what we're expecting. We're going to see a uh, triumphant performance today from Steroid um, Tom. We're back. We're back. We're, we're back. Oh. Um. Second question for you guys, just to kind of warm up conversationally. Uh, how do you feel about Zubas? Never been mad at them. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd wear them. It's a little, it's a little kitsch for somebody my age to wear them. If, but if you're ten years older than me, it's a fucking good look. I mean, I think they look good. Like, I think you have to have like, like delts to wear them. Yeah, you should mm. have delts to wear them. It's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, yeah, they were point. made for like yeah. people that are like, I can't fit into regular jeans because I'm too muscular. <gasps> okay, like now here's. Okay, you you guys are both referencing the Zubas pants, which are the true like that is the definition of the Zubas. What about the pattern? Would you wear it on a hat? Um, like of your favorite sports team, the Nine Mets or the the Yankees for old. Oh, Timmy. I remember they. Yeah, I wouldn't. They made hats. I don't like that. You wouldn't. Yeah, no, I, 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 Tom, I found one one time in a thrift store, a Mets Zubas hat, um, and sold it for two hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. It was awesome. Uh, New well, with hey. tags. Um, I'm wow. looking at they're, they're re, uh, uh, who is it uh, 47 brand is making them so this isn't an ad but I'm, I'm getting my Instagram is slammed with advertisements for it and I scrolled past it guys speaking of ad reads let's say praise and thank you to Death Wish Inc oh yeah praise and thank you to To Live a Lie uh huh <laughs> praise and thank you to Run what? for Cover Records <laughs> And uh, praise and thank you to Closed Casket Activities. Oh, oh yeah. This podcast is taking a real left turn as I'm we approach 250 episodes. I'm stretching. Is this, is this overnight drive? That's what it sounded like. I'm, I'm <laughs> stretching. <laughs> uh, let's start with our friends at Closed Casket Activities. Go to closedcasketactivities.com. We're going to do something a little bit different here. You all know about all the great records that Closed Casket puts together, but what you might not know is that our buddies over there also, just a select group, provide exclusive distribution. The one we're highlighting today is Maggot Stomp. Mm. This is a name that I think most people know in the hardcore world, even though it is a death metal record label. That's true. Um, Shout out to Scott McGrath, longtime hardcore dude who has been doing Maggot Stomp for a long time. Um, the it's I think it's been mentioned on here. Um, if you have a record from 2002 to two, a hardcore record from 2002 to 2012, there's a solid 46 percent chance that he did the layout for it. So amazing. Um, yes, this is a dude who uh, not only has a great eye for aesthetics, but also great ears for music. Um, and Maggot Stomp has a lot of love for a reason. Um, I don't know that any of us are really the folks to talk on death metal, but you are interested in this and you haven't, for some reason, checked out any of the Maggot Stomp stuff. 
this is the time. You have to check it out. He's got a lot going on. Um, I've had a lot of people talk to me about the Tribal Gaze record. Um, 200 Stab Wounds is a big name in that world. Yeah, and they're like killing it, no pun intended. <laughs> yes, correct. They're like um, touring. So, they're out now and st- like destroying. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, shit, it's awesome. Yeah, like uh, if someone who's listening to this is a death metal fan already, like currently is into death metal, they're going, yeah, guys, no shit. Like yeah. you're in, yes, we all know this, but I also know there's a lot of people who are either um, recovering death metal fans, we'll call it, or uh, what is that word? Um, Posers? Not retired. <laughs> wizards there's some wizards who listen to this podcast True. who maybe haven't figured out that maggot stomp is something you need to check out so go to closed casket activities check out the maggot stomp catalog under catalog and uh give it a spin uh check it out i'm sure there's a very solid band camp as well so um with that said why don't we swing over to our buddies at run for cover records mm. run for cover records.com uh, yo, this is one of those, hey, we're giving you a heads up. Very early here. Basement Color Me in Kindness is being reissued, a double LP reissue, in about a month from the time you hear this. Uh, this is 10th anniversary. There's going to be a whole deluxe edition, all that, blah, blah, blah. Um, they've announced it. It isn't available yet, but you should be watching for this. Guys, what do you have to say about the band Basement? Uh, <clears throat> I think... I toured with them and they are uh, incredibly cool dudes. I don't remember. I think I toured with them before they, yes, before they kind of blew up because they uh, had a following and then said, you know what guys, we're calling it a day. Here's a record. And people said, no, I love this record. You You can't. can't." And right. Right. So that was, uh, which is uh, really a Snyder cut energy on that. Everybody, uh, way to way to force their hand. Uh, but it, <laughs> correct. It, uh, uh, t- uh, they were incredibly gracious and have always been gracious. Uh, and even at that early time that we were out with them, uh, really, really connecting with fans. It's there's something uh, very approachable and, uh, kind of gracious and welcoming about the band, uh, which is not always the vibe on some of that really approach, like really, uh, likable, uh, sing alongable stuff, uh, from my experience. Sometimes people catch an ego, even as uh, very young people, if you can write a song, uh, and these dudes have always been cool as fuck. That's all I have to say. Uh, basement was a band who I largely missed as they were current, but then was hip to a couple years later, like 2014, 15. It was like, Oh damn. Like this is the band from that period of run for cover who look, I don't think it's fair to call them like, Oh, this is like title fight. It's, it's not, it is, but it's not, they're doing something slightly different with it. And, um, you know, I think that both Color Me and Kindness and the record that came before this, which I'm trying to think of that name. Let me figure it out. Um, are just fantastic. Yes, that one. Yes, thank you. Um, I think those two records are fantastic. And the song Covet, if you've not heard the basement song Covet, I, I said pre, pre-recording, I was like, yo, that song is so good that if this was the 90s, that would have been their one hit. That would have been like Buzzbin, you know? That's... It's so wild good um, that when I hear it, I'm like, yo, it's instantly it's instantly memorable to almost anyone who hears it. So um, 
I'm excited for this. I'm excited. I think they're a great band. Um, and especially those two records are exemplary. So I like Problems Everything too. Oh yeah, it was like cool the last record. one. I forgot. Yeah, his band yeah. rolls. I re- I remember, I have like a vague recollection of like watching videos of them like doing like their last show at like oh the, the one before yeah in like yep. Camden or something like yeah like yep. the original like way back when. And I was like, wow, this is pretty wild. This band's like killing it at like the Underworld in Camden. Who, if everyone's yep. been there, it's probably like four or five hundred people. Yep. And yeah, then they came yeah. back and they were like enormous. Like deservedly yeah, so. They did, yeah, they did a whole tour that was just major. Like Didn't they do a title um, fight tour? Like a split like I, headliner kind of deal? I remember them playing Starland Ballroom and being like, good for both bands. Like that's a big fucking room for both of them. Yeah, I mean, if if they didn't, I'd be shocked if they didn't do a, a whole tour together. You know what I mean? Those are bands that made sense to play to shows together, and I think we're we're very tight and had the whole you know and kind of supported each other and and really kind of did the thing. Um, yeah. So if for some reason Basement hasn't hit your radar, uh, if you are a fan of uh, Title Fight, if you are a fan of '90s post hardcore, if you're a fan of '90s emo indie if you're a fan of alt if you're a fan of anything on run for cover and you just haven't this one's just kind of missed you this is one of your blind spots uh let's change that today basement check it out runforcoverrecords.com keep your eyes open for that reissue by the way we we gave a shout out to the vinyl the uh rival schools reissue um that rival schools reissue sold out in about a day and a half and that was the deluxe edition yeah crazy so keep your eyes out for that um yeah me too uh all right guys yo how you doing how you feeling uh i feel really really great um i feel great yeah i feel great uh listen to some uh punk music in preparation for today's episode. (laughs) I was missing out on the hardcore, but it was nice to take a vacation to punk music, which is all I fucking heard. Interesting. Tom, how about you? How you doing? How you feeling? You steroid. I'm good. Mets won. Braves lost in heartbreaking fashion. Giants won. I went to see Barbarian, the movie. Oh, Oh, how was that? Insane. Yeah, it looks scary. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can't. I mean, not that I have like an NDA or anything, but like, if you if you're interested in horror movies, go see it before okay. some idiot tells you what it's about. Mm. That's all I can say. Sounds good. Um, yo, uh, what was I gonna say? Um, as you might have understood from Patty Punk over there, Pat, you asked the question. And I want to ask it back to you. Have you ever considered punk music? Mm, not in my life. Get it out of my face. I'm hardcore for the hardcore. Yeah. Uh, it's a, today is a, an episode of 80s Mosh Madness, guys. Uh, thank you for doing the homework, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm going to try to do the thing where I post the records before this episode comes out so that y'all can listen to them first and also digest. But I know uh, we've gotten feedback both ways. Some people are like, yo, no, don't do not do that. I love to hear you guys talk about it first. Then I listen and I disagree with you completely. Uh, um, but either way works. So um, today's episode, uh, let's just not even hide it. Let's talk about it. 
so people know, because I got a weird email from someone once being like, this record was up against that record. That's real fair. Um, <laughs> these were done somewhat randomly except for the very top where we tried to like in sports put top seated records and then records that came to us much later like oh yeah yeah we, sh- we this record's really good let's make sure we include it ended up in the bottom so that there would occasionally be matchups where it was a number 1 seed versus a number 16 seed today is that day that said I know there's some fans who will be rooting for these underdogs and will think the underdog is the better record. So the matchups for today are the Dykreutzen self-titled versus Circle Jerks group sex. Okay. And then aggression, don't be mistaken, up against Black Flag, jealous again. Mm. A lot of the audience automatically gave their answers, and that's fine. And if I'm speaking frankly, I agree with you. However, if you haven't heard either of these, the competitors, the uh, distinguished competition, we'll call them, I will encourage you to stop even listening and go listen to these two records because I was very impressed. Uh, Before we get in, Large thoughts about the overall listening or or comments. Patrick already has teased his. <laughs> he's saying it's all punk music. Tom, I, I what mean, say a, you? Aggre- with the exe- exception of uh, aggression, which is uh, well, well, I, I mean, yo, I'm not even disagreeing with you. I, I think there's a conversation there that we'll get to. Tom, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that um, Group Sex didn't make the Titans block. In consideration, you know what? All right, let me pull up the Titans so I can just say them so everybody can stop being like, what, did, what didn't make this? Because the Titans block is a consideration of our audience um, in as well as uh, familiarity with some of these records. So, okay, get out of there. The Titans are Bad Brains Rock for Light. Would you take Circle Jerks Group Sex over that? Maybe, but Close. I don't. Negative Approach Tied Down. Chromag's Age of Coral. I could go either way. Black Flag Damaged. Yes. I I could go either way. Yes. Gorilla Biscuits start to die. Mm, No. No. Minor Threat Out of Step. Nope. No. Agnostic Front Victim in Pain. No. Seven Seconds the Crew. I could see that argument. I could too. Seven Seconds the Crew. No. No. For Clarity... Circle Jerks Group Sex is the number one seed of the overall regular tournament. Okay. Oh, so, not even in like a bracket, like number one, number one. It's number one overall, yes. So that how many um, Titans are there? Eight. So this is like the ninth seed. Like if it was Yeah, and, and like like here's the thing. Speaking purely per, speaking on a like, oh, objectively, I could see someone liking that record more than all of these. Sure. For one reason or another. So let's name that. For me personally, I like it as much as, if not more than, Black Flag Damaged. I like it as much as, if not more than, Gorilla Biscuit Start Today. I like it as much as, if not more than, Seven Seconds of the Crew. But 
some of this is I wanted to get representation of different things. Grill biscuits sure. start today. That's for the late 80s revelation types. Minor threat and bad brains, they're both from DC. But the bad brains is a different thing than minor threat, right? AF and Chromags are both from New York. So is Gorilla Biscuits, but those are three different flavors. Sure. Uh, Black Flag is our California representation. Seven Seconds is there, but they're also a melodic thing that stands on their own little island. Um, there were some other conversations. Some people said Misfits. Some people said Descendants. Yo, let me give you the, the top of our regular group because, as you might have noticed, um, we decided, said that if you're a Titan, for people who want to go all the way back, if you had one record on the Titan bracket, you could have another record in the main competition. So, as we're talking about this, Black Flag Damage is in the Titan bracket, but Black Flag Jealous Skin is in the regular bracket. Bad Brains Eye Against Eye is in the regular bracket. Seven Seconds Walk Together, Rock Together is in the regular bracket. So, so that was uh, that kind of gives a little of the background, um, and and once again to stress this as we always do, the big purpose of this is to encourage people to check these records out and give them fresh ears. I have to be honest. I gave I, I big up the Dicroitzen record a lot, and I listened to it headphones listened three times, and I enjoyed it more than I have in a long time. The aggression record, I cannot tell you the last time I heard this record, and it was almost totally fresh to me. Um, Circle Jerks and Black Flag, I've listened to Circle Jerks group sex more recently, but I have new thoughts on both of them as well. So it's it's one of those things that I hope people give these records at least one spin um, as a as a reflection of listening to this episode, just because it's, it's a fun way to kind of be a part of it and submit some of your thoughts. One of the things that we haven't been doing that I would love to do more of is sharing feedback from this. So we'll put the call out on socials for feedback on this round, but also all the rounds up to this point and maybe do an episode with that. Um, I got a couple big thoughts. You want my thesis? Please. Sure. Um, <sighs> Dicroitzen is more hardcore than people give it credit for. Aggression is more punk than anyone gives it credit for. California in the early 80s, the difference between punk and hardcore is like a fucking horse's eyelash. You know what I mean? It's like, wait, is that punk? Is that hardcore? Ah, ah, ah. Um, and I think it's literally comes down to some production choices, some would you have oohs and ahs? How fast do you get and how snotty are your vocals? Uh, Circle Jerks, Group Sex, and Jealous Again are unbelievable records. And uh, I am excited to talk about them. Any other overarching big thoughts about this before we dig in? I mean, the only thing, <clears throat> it's weird. Some, I, I, I will, well, you know, we can talk about the band itself, but like, I think sometimes the recording. Not even quality, yes. yes. But the decisions, yes, greatly affect my enjoyment. No question. And not even like this sounds like it was recorded on a boombox. Like it was like you obviously have access. You had access to a studio, right? Why does it sound like this? Okay, so uh, we can talk about that. I'm excited about that. There was there was that's interesting that you should say that because I'm usually the guy uh, that has real production problems uh 
someone online was taking me to task for liking the uh, uh, No Surrender record uh, from Kickback and, the, you know, calling me a poser saying that, that that's not the one. Yeah, that's and, like the third of the, yeah. But yeah, they, they were actually like, no, man, if you're going to like a No Surrender record, it's poor cells. <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that the record that people pretend to pretend is good is, is strictly not good because of the record. It is, uh, there's no debate. It's not good. And the, so I'm the guy, but I only feel that way about really metallic stuff. And uh, every one of these records sounded really good to me, surprisingly good to me. I, I was walking the dog listening to uh, all the records and I was thinking, man, some of these are, the aggression record is straight up pleasant for the type of music that it is. So yep, I, I, uh, I, I, I'm usually that guy, Tom. I'm not that guy this week. Okay. I'll be, I, I think the, <clears throat> the emphasis, and I was so psyched you pointed out, it's not necessarily like um, fidelity or quality. It's decisions, right. you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's amazing. It, it can be the difference on this. And I think about this, in terms of a conversation we've had a lot where um, modern production or post, I don't know, 2000, post 2010, you, you pick your timeline, uh, production, ears, people who are so accustomed to that, what do they think when they go back to some of these kind of like idiosyncratic decisions and choices made uh, in a more analog era, you know? Um, yeah. And, and can they enjoy it? Can they not? And and on the flip side of the coin, uh, shout out to my homie who who brought this to me and said it. I won't mention him, but I it really gave me new thought. Was he was he basically said I really he his feeling was that a lot of modern recordings, especially bigger, more metallic, whatever, are have become really homogenized, and it took him out and it made him go. All this sounds flat to me. It all sounds flat there's no pitching there's no it's just right and i thought it was such an interesting conversation so uh i think there's a lot a lot a lot a lot of personality in all these records where do we start do we start with dicroitz and encircle jerks or do we start with aggression and black flag let's start about let's start with dicroitz all right dicroitz and um self-titled versus circle jerk troop side I think I've been big up in this record for a long time. I'm so glad you yeah. guys had this force to listen. Um, not that you wouldn't have otherwise, but it's fun to do this. The way I've pitched it, did you expect it to be weirder than it was? Less straightforward? More straightforward? What were your initial reactions when listening to it on this one? I was expecting weirder. So I would Patrick? actually, I would say that this record is uh as i've talked about for people that don't know uh sean duty uh a musical partner of mine for many years a very talented bassist uh this is a record that he really loves this is a band he really likes i think he likes october uh what is it, october, october faction five is it five no faction october file that's right october uh, file october factions but, which is apparently like it almost like a, it's the same band but like a different band so, yes correct they're not I a punk band anymore i think he likes that one <sighs> More. They are, but they're weird. I bet he likes this record too. I think he does. But here's what this record. So when you ask, is it weird or is it not? It's actually every song has some sprinkle of weirdness and then some sprinkle of completely tired hardcore trope. 
And mm-hmm. it, it is the weirdest mashup. Now, don't get me wrong. It was just like 83 or something. So the tropes were not beaten into our heads by that time. But hearing this record, mm-hmm. uh, there is a ton of hardcore for hardcore sake confusion, mm-hmm. but with weird, weird parts. And I understand why Sean Duty appreciates this band. The bass playing is the standout element and really fun and interesting and not stereotypical hardcore stuff almost ever on the record. Uh, so I thought it was, this is like the dude at your office that uh, it, like, wear, I guess I haven't been in an office a long time, but this is the dude at an office who wears, a, who, who wears, I think. who wears, he looks normal. He wears a suit. He does all the normal things. And then you find out about his blog. You know what I mean? That's, oh. <laughs> that's yeah. him. Yeah. That's alarming. Um, so I think Tom, I've I've kind of pitched this in a way that I think maybe said it was weirder than it actually is, especially to a modern listener. Look, I might even this is this might be a take. If you are someone who likes fast hardcore in twenty twenty two, look, I, I'm going to let you go into the confessional. You're blinded. You're behind a screen. You like fast hardcore. You like their stuff on convulse. You love gel. Shout out to gel for the show. They just mm. did. Fucking oh, that was, yeah. It was a damn scowl chemical fix. I think. Yeah. I think scowl was maybe surprise jump on kind of thing, but hell so yeah, whatever it was, it looked fucking this, awesome. I, I want to know how that happens. I want, I want to hear like the, like 20 years from now, I want to hear the person who put that together. It's like, here's, I got how I got a show. How about we, get, how we get it for next week? I'll, I'll put, I'll pull some strings. Um, but cool. it is, uh, Awesome. It looked fucking awesome. So shout out. But but look, I'm back back to Dicorizum. Um, you're a fan of the current crop of fast hardcore. Maybe you love Youth Attack and have loved the Youth Attack releases for a recent time. But for some reason, you quietly question if you're a poser because you have a hard time getting into a lot of early 80s hardcore. Maybe it's a little too meat and potatoes for you. Maybe sonically, it just isn't kind of weird enough isn't noisy this is a record i would potentially give to a kid who grew up on the 20 2008 and later youth attack catalog as a hey kid i know everybody's telling you negative approach i'm going to tell you negative approach too but quietly check out this dikreutzen record as well because it might actually connect with you more yeah and it's it's certainly uh more left of center than anything from Boston, uh, anything from New York until a certain era. Uh, it is, uh, Oh, it's weird. It's, it's just weird. not as weird. Yeah. It's, it's, just know, weird. It's, it's hardcore. It's a hardcore record in 84, which is when it comes out. It shares some DNA. This is the thing I want people to know. Boston and DC cousins in terms of early eighties, hardcore music, maybe second cousins. The Midwest and DC siblings, those two groups of hardcore. And I, I would say touch and go in discord, but I'm going to circle it out a little more because I think the Chicago scene, the articles of faith kind of stuff uh, ties in just as well as well as, you know, like this record. Um, there's a lot like this. This has some of the weird melodic tinges that I think of when I think of that faith LP. Um, and to be honest, it's not nearly as melodic as the Faith LP. But if you took some of those elements of the Faith side of the split and then ground them into the Void side, 
you might get there. But this doesn't get as gnarly as the void side. It does do weird things and takes left turns instead of rights. And I also think that maybe this record gets better in the middle than the beginning. And uh, like there's a there's a section, I think it's the last song of the A-side, which is all white. It's probably the weirdest song of the record, but I really like it. And then into uh, Pain and Sick People, which is the open of the second side. And I just think it's brilliant. I think it's great, fast, hardcore, some weird stuff, some angular stuff that <clears throat> just feels a little left field for hardcore 84, you know? So uh, I, I enjoyed this more on this listen than I have in a long time. All right. So here are my two things. Well, almost. No, I have more than two. But yeah, keep going. Yeah. So when I was talking about the sound stuff, this is the set production issue that I had. Mm. to me and so i think you know how some and i think number one i feel like this to me in my head if you played this for me i'd be like oh this is on sst definitely okay yeah i could see that too not a touch and go record Mm -hmm. and uh i think to me it you know how some of those who's could do records you're like man i wish this was a little sounded a little different Mm. like that is hell the stuff for me on who's could do yep like I feel like some of those songs are kind of hurt by the production, but not in a why did you record this in your basement? It's more like a why are the drums so loud, or like why yeah. is why is there like a flanger effect on the rototom, whatever the fuck you know. I think that's what struck me most about this because I think the the vocals are insane, like the for the time and place. Yep. I feel like, but I feel like this is like that, you know how, I mean, like, of course, you know, but like SST, like how it had those like weird bands, this would fit on SST mm-hmm. in that like weird, like Black Flags, like the meat and potato. Yeah. Like before here's, the here's some, And now for something completely different, I think this would right. have been this, the this best. This goes out with like the Minutemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would have been something. interesting. You know what I mean? Okay. But the record, the recording is the thing that bothered me. I think the, the singer's voice is awesome. And like not the normal like this is like almost John Brandon level in vocals. Oh, uh, I, I think he to me you have John Brandon negative approach. You have uh, fellow from the Necros whose name is it Barry's the singer, um, and and this this fella. I, I think those are the three best Midwest vocalists, and it's not close. And they're right. all doing and something different. But like, this dude. Yeah. This dude might be the most ripping. Like, eh, no, that's not true. I'm not putting anyone over John Brandon. This dude rips and has his own style to it. You know, he's not aping any of that shit, you know? Right, right. And that's what I think. Like, you know, so much, you know, the hardcore then was just like, you know, like people yelling, but not like from the, you know, the, their, the, you know, from the soles of their feet. And I think that's what like made, right. vo- like, that's why John Brandon stands out as compared to like most you know, mid-80s, like early 80s vocalists. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, like Roger's not, not screaming like like in a – Roger's not screaming. He's yelling. Yeah. And I think Brandon, this dude, has that more like scream kind It's of, guttural. It feels like it's coming yeah. raw. It's, you're, you're not just trying to shred your throat. You're getting it from, from your fucking diaphragm. You know what I mean? It's, it's coming at you hard. Yes. Um. I actually, and I can see why the production would throw you on this, in comparison to a couple of the other records during this round, but 
I really liked how off kilter it was. Um, I'm a sucker for that in the early eighties because not, I mean, you get a lot of variety, but, but to me, one of the things I've always found so charming about early eighties, New York hardcore. So pre 85 New York hardcore is how weird and different all the the records are. And I've said this before, but it's worth saying again, if you go to DC discord, had a sound and a studio, you go to Boston, they had a sound and a studio Midwest had a sound a little bit more varied. Southern California had a sound New York. (laughs) Urban ways doesn't sound like the abused. The abused don't sound like antidote. The mob doesn't sound like any of them. AF doesn't sound like any of them. It's all kind of scattershot different recording qualities. Then you go to the stuff on the fringes. You listen to those big city comps. They're all uneven and jagged and weird. I like it. Um, But I could see where some of the production choices I like. I actually think the bass and drums are more up in the mix on this recording than stuff, say like the aggression LP um, where I found the vocals to kind of be up front. And I find that on a lot of like Southern California punk records. So I appreciate it, but, I can see why it would be a pullback. Patrick, where are you at on this record? Uh, I enjoyed it. I think it's possible to get lost at times. There's a, uh, I mean, how many songs is it? It's like, it's like 20 songs. It's a long record of short songs. Yeah, exactly right. So everything's like a minute long. There's an interesting idea in just about every song. Uh, I think that this stuff, as you said, could totally appeal to a youth attack listener that this should be kind of hollowed in, in that scene. Uh, and for no, in no small part, as Tom pointed out, because the vocals are something that we really don't encounter again for years, right? Like th- this style. Of- I think till late eighties. Yeah, I think it, till we start hitting like the power violence slash citizens exactly. arrest slash like punk crusty stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I think that this is a very uh, worthy record. I could probably cut it down to ten songs. Uh, Songs like Mannequin, I really enjoy. There's a lot of like any one of them, and the same thing with the Blast record. Any one of them that uh, highlights the bass playing, I think, is uh, my favorite and really fun. Uh, yeah, I think that there's going to be a lot of our listeners that this it, it kind of flies over their head in whatever way. Uh, but for anybody that wants to give it a listen, they're going to feel pretty rewarded. Tom, what else you got? Anything else on this one? I mean, I have a question. Mm. Please. Why do you think this is like so like if you even if you got, you know, in uh an eighties leaning hardcore kid? Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, name me your top twenty records. Yeah. Right. And maybe it's, it's the, maybe it's my New York bias or like the people I grew up with. Mm. This probably doesn't get hit. No, probably not. You want to know well, let me give you two quick answers. <clears throat> One it is not the best record on touch and go. It's not the second sure. best. Might not be the third best. It might be my third or fourth favorite, but it's not negative approach seven inch, negative approach LP. It is not Necro seven inch, not Necro's LP. It is neither of the fixed seven inches. <laughs> you know, it's right. not the okay. meat men even, you know? So like in there, and part of that is that it comes out in 1984. A, uh, a hardcore luminary once quoted me when I asked him, what was DC like in 1984? Pregnant pause. 1984 was a really weird year. Um, I have a feeling that 1984 is this weird trans. It's the weird transition point for our first gen hardcore 
into what they started doing immediately after, you know? Um, so this record kind of falls between the cracks. I think it's brilliant, but you're asking exactly the right question. I want you guys each to guess how many monthly listeners does this band have on uh, Spotify? Uh, th- th- uh, 29,000. Okay. Tom? Uh, I'll say like 13,000. 6,000. Holy fuck. Wow. This, as Patrick said, is a band who could really use uh, a champion. They're not included on any of the like classic punk, uh, what would have been classic punk comps in the 90s or now classic punk playlists. Someone throw this on one of those 80s hardcore playlists uh, if you're listening or have any juice because you throw... I don't know. Throw pain slash sick people on there from this because two separate songs, put it on there, put a few of these tracks on there. They will gain traction. Um, It's just to me, this absolutely earns a spot on the top 70 ish hardcore 12 inches, punk hardcore 12 inches of the eighties. Oh, of the '80s, this could make top fifty for sure. And for right. for some of our listeners, I'm, I'm look, but in the zeitgeist is what I'm saying. But in the zeitgeist, no, it's, not at all. it's just but but it's you know when as we go through Your our opinions list, are, yeah, as we go through our list, right. like you know, like we are only doing we're we're other than the Titans, we're only doing one record per band. But like, there's going to be someone who loves Youth of Today who's putting. Uh, you know, break down the walls and yeah, exactly. Break them. Can't close my eyes. 12 inch and all, you know, they're doing all three 12 inches. They're doing every, you know, like all three blast LPs. All, you know what I mean? So you can, it starts getting pushed around poison idea. It's getting pushed behind three LPs. It's getting pushed back despite the fact like inherently, this is a great record. Not that different from that faith LP that we all came away. And I listened to that again, actually last week. Cause I was like, Damn, that record is really good. Damn. You know, like, uh, but because Discord has so many classics, something ends up falling to number six on a top five list. And yeah. the split is so, is just takes up too much real estate that nobody's of, fucking with a faith LP for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. It takes up a lot of fucking real estate. It takes up a lot of, of uh, conversation time when it's like, ah, actually, like, let's, let's, uh, you know, like, if somebody wanted to say what's better void condensed flesh or the faith subject to change LP, I, I find myself on the other side of the fence that time, you know, whereas I'm taking void on the split all day. Uh, so it's, it is, it is an interesting record. I think this is quietly one of the gems of this competition. And it's, as we move to the other side, it's, it's, you know, worthy opponent here. Uh, I don't think it's going to make it, but uh, it certainly desire, deserved your time and attention. Um, Circle Jerks Group Sex. Tom, talk, talk to me. Um, this is there a, maybe my, this is my favorite punk record. That's what I was going to say. Is there a single Black Flag record you like more than this? No, no. Right. I mean, and I mean, I just probably I probably like like Milo goes to college more than this. Okay. But like, I don't even think I, I. I mean, I know obviously Descendants are punk, but I feel like they're in their own little world. Yes. Like I don't consider. I mean, even though it's like you obviously should, but like I don't consider them in the same world as Black Flag for whatever reason. I don't know because it's like poppier, the whatever. 
But I feel like if taking the descendants out of the equation, this record is my my favorite punk record. You know, capital letter punk record. Now here's my question. Yeah. Does it fit to be on a top eighties hardcore list? At, yeah, because I think at the time it it was hardcore punk. So so Kreutzen is a Wisconsin band. The other three bands we're talking about today are all California. And as I alluded to, the difference between punk and hardcore post-1981 in California especially is really different because not all these bands had breakdowns. You know, like the kind of right. the stuff that was starting to be a sonic differentiator on the East Coast scenes and even in the Midwest wasn't there. But the speed was, the attitude was, the ethos and everything, all that was there. Circle Jerks are a punk band. But I also think this is a hardcore record. And we've had this conversation. Actually, shout out to uh, Mike Thorne, uh, who's brought this. And he's like, yo, in my circles, this was a capital H hardcore punk record. Like, I've never heard of somebody who says, no, this isn't hardcore. And I was like, hey, you got to (laughs) remember... Right. Some circles look back and say, "Oh, that came before integrity." Nah, I'm good. <laughs> you right. know, we have friends that think that way. We, yeah, right. So that's the example we always use. But like, yo, we're at the point where people, it's like, oh, that's pre-sepultura. That's <laughs> punk music, man. I ain't, you know, I ain't fucking with that. You know, so and, yeah. And I think it's funny. Like we look, you know, I mean, this does have some kind of like, mo- like, like, um. Beverly Hills, like the dun 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 dun. Oh yeah, you, you, like, you're skanking. Yo, you're skanking it up, man. This record's right. fucking moshy. Yeah, and it's funny. Like this is like a bit of an aside, but works for this sort of stuff. Uh, I remember talking to Sick of It All, and like, you know, what's the moshiest song on the face of the earth? Clobbering time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the time, the mosh part was the fast part. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it. Like the. You know. The dun 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 dun. dun, dun people would mosh that, and like the. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. No one mosh that. No, that's you're, you're dancing. It's stylized, but that's not. No one's just getting thudded during that part. Right. So like this, you know, playing in front of four thousand people in the Olympic. People were probably losing their fucking minds. Oh. Oh. And yeah. there's no I mean, discernible like, you know, super touch or shit fit mosh part. Right, right, right. It's a different thing. And by the way, the Circle Jerks skanking dude is iconic. Like, te- oh, taught yeah. a lot of people how to mosh. Um, so, um, I-, I have a feeling like there was a lot of HB strutting. There's a lot of uh, skanking. A lot of people getting low to this uh, when they would tour, especially hitting the East Coast. So, um, this is your favorite punk record, Patrick. Where are you at on Circle Jerks group sex? Uh, I enjoyed it more on this listen. Uh, I just want some skank into Beverly Hills is really fun. Uh, kind of undeniable, right? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, far better than I remember and far more fun. Uh, should make any playlist. Don't know if I would commit myself to the act of listening through again. Uh, but certainly there's songs that could go on any any punk playlist. It is a punk record. Uh, to people that want to call this a hardcore record, okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm not. I'm not the police. It's fine. But like the the, it, it is. Uh, to me, this is very evidently a punk record, uh, but a uh, completely good one. There you go. Yeah, I, I also I don't totally have time to ha- hear arguments about it being punk or hardcore either way. I think the speed is there, and as discussed, like if Black Flag is a hardcore punk band, then so are the Circle Jerks. Uh, uh, and, the record we're going to yeah, discuss. Yeah. T- the record we're going to discuss today, I would not call a hardcore record. So the, the black flag. Interesting. Record, so. But, um, I think this record is just like head and shoulders. <sighs> Man, this wasn't in my first 20 punk or hardcore records, just flat out. When I eventually heard it, I was like, Oh my God. Like, and I had, I had a weird, like not avoidance of it, but I was like, ah, Band's called Circle Jerks. The band's the record's called Group Sex. I'm not a like prude or a weirdo, but like, do I want my mom and dad to be like, oh, what's this new record that I'm seeing here? I'm Circle Jerks, Group Sex, cool, you know. Right, um, right. But then I heard it, and I'm like, oh, you kind of need this. This is pretty good. Um, I love the speed. Uh, deny everything, like Patrick. You don't it's vibe like, on deny everything. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and that's like victim of pain level hardcore song. Yes. Uh, Isn't this a life ethos message from you? Like, sure. What, what are we talking about? It, it, like, listen, it doesn't mean this shit is bad. You know, <laughs> just like just Keith Morris. Thanks you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, uh, I, I think the three openers deny everything into I just want some skank into Beverly Hills, like and operations. operations. I think Operation is a fine song. It drops off a little for me, but like that's saying a lot. Like those three, that's like uh, you get the first three draft picks of a, a all time like MLB draft, and you're like, uh, I'll just take. Um, let me just take uh, Babe Ruth and right. They froze Mano the envelope. And, first yeah, three. you know what I mean. You're just able Maybe to get all. With the th- yes, <laughs> yes. You got Patrick Ewing then, three times. Like the the record is as long as the Dicrotson record. So, well, no, it isn't as long. It's got no, it's as many minutes. songs. It's got as many songs, but not quite as many. But it's fifteen minutes. Breezes by. Feels urgent, feels fun and light, but also doesn't feel like a total joke to me. Is that a weird thing to say? Like, no, these right. songs feel serious, you know? Like, I mean, to a point, right? Like, the, not everything part, is yes. I just want some skank or like got the world up my ass. World yeah. up my ass, good song. Oh, it's a great song. <laughs> I got, song. Dude, so that's how Pat's memorable. Gonna walk around, are these he's going to start skating and listening to fucking world up my ass, being like, you know, we, we got him on the ski. We got him on the skate punk vibe right here. So uh, I, I, it is springtime. a controversial opinion. I think the aggression record is the uh, better uh, skate around town record here. It is the defining skate punk record, I believe. So uh, we'll get there. This record is so charged with energy. Like, okay. Who is this record not for uh, people that- who can't enjoy circle jerks group sex? 
Uh, people that are on the metallic hardcore end of things are going to struggle. Yeah, yeah I, beyond that, though. Well, I because I don't even think it's you're on the metallic end. I'm on the metallic end. No, no, no. But uh, yeah, okay. So beyond that, a little, like a little definitely like the black, like almost like. I mean, if you need some proper, uh, you know, kicks. if you think things faster than E Town are too much for you, you might not fuck with this. Mm. If you need more. If you need a minimum of E Town level rapping in your hardcore, not you might not work, be able yeah. to fuck with this. Yeah. Um, if you like death metal mostly, but occasionally a few hardcore bands sneak in, this might be rough for you. Hold on, one of you, one of you gentlemen is getting me an echo. Do you know which one it is? I don't. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm today. Go- uh, let's I consider trouble- myself let's the luckiest trouble- man on the face of the earth. We're going to troubleshoot in real time. Do you guys hear an echo at all? No, it's but coming. I hear you fiddling with your fucking mic stand. Tom, I think it's, I think you're echoing. You're, I can hear myself and I can hear Patrick echo, but I can't hear you echo. There you go. So it's not me. No. So I think it is you. So you guys are echoing, but I'm not, but I'm the one who, who's echoing. Yeah. We're hearing ourselves in, in your play through your speakers right now. Yeah. Are you, are, think you, are you using... It's clear now. It's clear now. It's clear now. There we go. Check, check, check. Oh, hello. One, two. Yes. Yo, Patrick's not even going to edit this out because we're Circle Jerks fans right now. It's fine. That's, that's what they would do. What would the Circle Jerks do? Uh, when was this record recorded? Guess. Patrick. 79. Oh, Thompson, 79. Patrick? No. Uh, <laughs> I Without looking, I'm going to say... Uh, yeah, I'll say 1980, 1981. 1980. Recorded July 80, released October 1st, 1980. So this record is older than one member of this podcast. Mm. Um, so that's cool. So th- but this is pre-Adele, so the records come out quicker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I knew it was an um, 80s record, but I figured it might take some time to get it pressed. But I, Jack White didn't, you know, Bogart. You've got to remember also all the record pressing plants are local at the time, too. These are all almost on Frontier. All records. On Frontier. That's right. Um this comes out before Damaged. Patrick, when's the last time you listened to Black Flag Damaged? Oh, it's got to have been a couple of years for sure, minimum. Um, this comes well, out over a year before Damaged. Now, Damaged was delayed because of vocalist stuff, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, Tom, you're taking this over Damaged? Yeah, I would take this over any Black Flag record, in mm. my humble opinion. I think I'm taking it over Damaged. So, this might be the best California punk record to me. Uh, strong. It's tough. Um, there's, I mean, is there anything? Uh, uh, Keith Moore's vocals, very per- lots of personality. Uh, I think. The production is as good of, as you're ever going to get on a punk record of the early 80s. Um, yeah, I I think this is one of those, hey, uh, it should be a starter kit punk record. It is a starter punk, starter kit punk record. Uh, if you're too self-serious, I could see you not vibing on it. Yeah. However you don't have to be weird to you have to be really looking for something to be offended by this record which is maybe not the case on the next one so or well the black flag record um 
let's let's put it to the let's put it to the mats, guys. Uh, our votes don't only count for so much because the audience votes. So we'll we'll put that up on social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that shit. Um, Dicroitz and self titled or Circle Jerks group sex. Patrick, uh, I'll be difficult. I'll say it's a uh, 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 which I think I think you say German D. Dot, di- yeah, I know. I keep saying it wrong. It's Dikreutzen. Yeah, I, I was thinking about this. I keep saying Dikreutzen. I, I just like the way it sounds better. I'm no, sorry. Same. I'm sure they like the way it sounds better. But but it's it's funny. The uh, when I was <laughs> when I was like, is it is German D or or die? I was thinking about this today, this morning, and I was I was reflecting. I've been to Germany almost every year of my adult life. <laughs> I still don't know. I have no idea. No disrespect, Germans, but I never picked up a fucking word except for pee pee pausen. Tom, do you know that uh, Patrick just said no disrespect, Germans? He definitely wrote a 10 minute long German diss track. It's a different era. That wasn't you. It, was, it wasn't me. They, 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 they've, no, they just won. They've won me back. I, I like the German okay. people. Who doesn't like Germans? No. So Tom, uh, <laughs> so you're saying D. Kreitzen. Oh, we lost Tom. Oh, no, I'm here. I, I didn't know if that, he's asking. He was you just waiting. That. He was just waiting for us to get through the, the uncomfortable German conversation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is Pat Kinlan making those accusations <laughs> against the Germans. Listen, I go there all the time. I like him. I, I, I'm a German. Yeah, fan. Okay. Uh, totally noted. Strongest uh, for people that don't know in the United States, uh, it doesn't seem like bands go to Europe quite as readily as they used to. I think we all remember an era where it required a demo <laughs> to go yeah. to go yeah. to Europe. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that kind of slowed down, honestly. I, it seems like uh, not everybody just immediately goes to Europe. Uh, but uh, it, it, Germany, best infrastructure for touring anywhere in the world, honestly. Uh, there's mm. a lot, lot of good to be said for him. Uh, so uh, let's uh, not get my not get me in trouble. Um, I'm going De Kreutzen. De Kreutzen. De Kreutzen. Uh, just so everybody at home, die Bart die. I yeah. am. I'm doing my penance. I'm writing it over and over. De Kreutzen. De Kreutzen. De Kreutzen. But uh, Tom, I believe that you and I share the same vote. I'm voting for Circle Jerks Group Sex, despite the fact that I love this De Kreutzen record. I am also going for Circle Jerks group sex. All right. Uh, let's move on to the other side of today's bracket. It is aggression, don't be mistaken, up against Black Flag. You're jealous again, 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 again. Jealous again. Um, where do we start? Let's start with aggression. Okay. Uh, sure. uh, Loki, I think this should be a among the definitive uh, skate punk records of all time. Uh, okay. I, I, I think it's the record that I was the least familiar with of any of these uh, today. And same. Uh, it was also one of the more rewarding uh, trip overs that I've had. Um, this is too goofy for some. Uh, this, so for people, okay, let's, let's sum it up real quick. Uh, technically metallic technically thrash however it doesn't feel, i don't i it don't doesn't know. feel like it at all because it, well so that was in my head i was thinking this was more shredder guitar stuff okay and so it just isn't 
you know, I think there's some there's some clearly competent guitar playing, but I don't think it's till the last song where they get shreddy. And I think maybe like Cat Killer, this is the last song is just like okay, <laughs> let's close this off. I'm gonna rip on guitar on this track. Well, we- they're clearly competent, but it isn't like it's a punk record. It's it's a SoCal punk skate punk record over being a guitar showcase. Well, I, I should right. say- it's not like suicidal. No, it's oh, not like that. It's not but, like RKL. But I should say, yeah. going back to Circle Jerks for a second, the most charming part of the Circle Jerks record is like a sloppy, dropped-in shit solo, which is like j- just really fucking charming. Uh, s- some of it feels like very ad hoc and messy, and it's it, that's a nice part. Aggression doesn't feel like that. Aggression, uh, these, I mean, these songs are well put together, well played songs. I I hear the type of metal that did not exist for very much longer after this, which is it's not heavy at all. <laughs> it's just not heavy. Uh, it, it is uh, maybe is if, can we call it thrash? Is that fair? I don't think I would. I think I'm calling no. this I'm calling this SoCal skate punk. What I think you're hearing, and I think it is, there are some metallic guitar. Um, lead, there's definitely leads. Uh, and it's it's the guitar playing is more of a metallic style, where I think the the sound is a little bit more piercing. But I think if you listen to, I mean, you get that you start getting it. Whereas like thrashy, I think you're talking DRI or suicidal. Um, it gets even more metallic as you move into Beowulf. I think on some of those DI later DI records, you get very thrashy. Um, from the punk world as opposed to like New York, like hardcore into thrash metal, which is where we get the crossover, you get punk into metal crossover, which is slightly different to me. So um, oh. there's elements of that, but think about you've brought this up a lot and we've talked about that RKL LP that I would call thrashy. Uh, I think that's got See, metallic I would, stuff. I might call and I don't that, think this goes all the way over. I might call that shreddy. The, the, now we're splitting hairs. I might call no, that. So that's the thing. I, I think this is shreddy. This, this, okay. Then I, I, then I'm with you. I would say this is not to shreddy, not but shreddy. it has some, it's not shreddy, but it has some leanings towards that. It's in the direction of shreddy. RKL is shreddy. But if you get all the way to thrash, you're, you're starting to talk about suicidal or DRI. Um, and then I, like I said, I go another couple steps as you go down the welcome to Venice comp. Mm. Um, okay. I, well, let me ask. But yeah. So you, you have your thoughts. Yes. Uh, did everybody enjoy this as a casual listen as much as I did? Because this is the record, this is the record that I found myself not zoning out, but this is actual ride your BMX around music. Uh, it is kind of made for <laughs> made the songs are not super distinct they're just fun so if there was a tony hawk pro skater for the nes yes this could have been the soundtrack there you go just yeah, listen absolutely. no you know like i think um i was less familiar with it than i remembered because in my head it was way more guitar-y shreddy and not that yes. it wasn't well done, but yeah, Tom, are you with me? I think maybe there's another- no. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I thought it was going to be very like, like still punk, but like, not that it sounds anything like. But you know how like propaganda is like shreddy punk. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I you get that with a lot of stuff little- like that, you know? Yeah, where there's like, and it may be a little beefier, but it wasn't. And to me, I was like, oh. 
this is like the bridge between something like the adolescence and some of the more fast stuff. Like this is a bridge to me between adolescence and black flag is aggression. Um, and it totally fits this spot. Uh, as a casual listen, I really enjoyed it. I think it was really fun headphonesing. So yes. uh, if, if anyone has that, like I commute to work and ride a bike or skate and enjoy to listen to stuff, maybe you ride one of those like electric razor scooter things, uh, throw this on. I think you'll have a nice time. You might be like trying to like bunny hop stuff. <laughs> there are some, there are some silly songs, but I, I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to pull up the song secret sex for lyrics. Um, Secret sex is the first sex you ever had. Secret sex is the first to make you glad. Sneak out the window and walk down the street, and there waiting for you is your secret treat. Ah, secret sex. Time goes by, you're married, and you're living with your wife. You tell her that you got to go out tonight. You say that you're going to the bar, and around the corner, there's your girlfriend in her car waiting for you because you got secret sex for her. Um, secret sex is so fun, but sometimes it's not. And you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> okay. The time when you got caught. Sure I do. You, I'll be honest with you. You felt like an asshole. You really felt shot. You wonder, was it worth it? You think that it was not. But I bet when you get a chance, you'll go out and do it again. Secret sex is the best. Forget the rest. Take secret sex. Yo. Wow. These are not uh, some like words to live by, words to die for shit here. Um, however, however, in true inane 80s punk style, there's nothing to really be offended by. It's just commentary. Uh, well, whereas perhaps a song like Black Flag Jealous Again, we might need to have a more of a conversation. And there's a there's a naughty word in uh, in uh, I just want some skank. Uh, mm. so. Uh, that's the thing. Let's get that out of the way for our listeners. Um, yeah, this stuff we're revisiting in the uh, 80s mosh madness, uh, some of it's from 40 years ago. <laughs> so you're going to hear a different uh, sensibility on some of it. And uh, th- yeah, that was present uh, here. I, yeah. I mean, but it is great. It is truly great that uh, there is at this time, if you are, okay, let me put it like this. If you are a person who likes aggressive music, but you think a little bit differently and you're a little tired of, of uh, the sameness of uh, theme and, and subject matter, go to the 80s, man. You'll find some fucking wild, wild ideas and just shot out into the world that is uh, some of it not always whatever language you want to use, PC or whatever. But it is uh, really rewarding to hear. I mean, Black Flag is a good example. I don't particularly like Black Flag, but there's no debate. Black Flag sang about shit that is really off the cuff, sort of just, you know, this thought entered, sure. my, this thought entered my head. So I devoted a fucking minute, 80 seconds or minute, minute fucking uh, eight second song to it. Like it is, uh, <laughs> yo, there is a, there is an energy to eighties hardcore for the most part. That is, um, young people taking extreme stances on all things. Underline all things <laughs> even whether it's like wildly like, stupid ones wildly stupid wildly out of their pay grade what do you what are you what are you talking are you even informed on this maybe they are 
and some were, and maybe they weren't, yeah, and there's but they're point. still saying, fuck that. And so, um, it's charming in a lot of ways. Sometimes you have to grimace. Sometimes you hear it and you, Oh, I don't know. But, uh, this, this aggression LP was very pleasant. Welcome surprise. Because I thought it was like, you know, I thought it was something that it isn't. But when you really give it the time of day, I, I think it's a fun listen. Production wise, this is to me paint by numbers, 80s SoCal punk, skate punk, surf punk. Uh, vocals are a little on top, but that's to be expected. Um, I would love for the drums to be pulled up a little, I would love for the guitars to be bumped a little bit. But overall, it sounds great, and it goes down really smooth. I am pretty sure Trust Records is reissuing this. That is really cool. Um, I, I love that those that that label is putting a big shine on a bunch of classic '80s punk hardcore records, and this is deserving of that. Um, again, I don't think this makes a lot of people's top ten, twenty lists. Might not, but <clears throat> it's deserving of it and it's it, it, this is something that could find its way into some people's regular rotation i bet tom Agreed. what else you got on this anything else yeah i thought it was it, it was cool uh vocals are a little too goofy for me mm, okay um vocals you know, are a choice he, yeah yeah they're definitely a choice um but it's funny like listening to it i hear a lot of early mike Patton, faith no more oh weird okay that like I feel like he might have been coming like growing up on this and and took some of the like some mm. of that sound. Yeah. So how do we describe this dude's vocals? It is not like like I would say Mike Patton totally took whatever he was doing. <laughs> um, yeah. Mike Patton, Mike Patton took some of these tendencies and went to the nth with it. Um, feels surfer personality. A dude who is laughing and pulling that energy between takes. Um, not guttural, for sure. Um, Almost like talky to a point. Yeah, no, there's talky parts for sure. It's it's coming from the talkier side for sure. Um, but then singing, you, he gets to scream, yeah. you know. Go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I, yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot, both, both the early Faith and More vocalists or Mike Patton and, and Chuck Mosley, who sang for Bad Brains for a while. Mm, um, yeah. I think they both sort of sound similar to this guy in, in, in early, in some parts, not a, not a lot, mm-hmm. but just in that kind of like, yeah, there is, there is like, um, there's a lot of up and down in the cadence of it, right? Like it, it's like it rises and comes back down. Uh, so I, I think I, I like it on my skate punk records to get that kind of weirdness, but I could also see it might push some, some folks out. If you, if you were looking for something a little more raw and ripping, you might need to go elsewhere for that. Yeah, I agree. Patrick, anything else before we move on to, uh, your favorite band of all time, black flag? No, just that I got a text, uh, right now from Eric who mm. it's just crazy that this man is sober. This this is the text I got, bro. The Pentagon was hit by a fucking missile. Uh, this isn't news. He's talking about nine eleven right now, <laughs> but, but he's just one. He's like definitely watching conspiracy videos right 
<laughs> it just he's, wants the confirmation in my mind that uh, that it was in fact a, a missile. Uh, but I just <laughs> I just like that it's you know he's just said. Can we can we can we question his sobriety as like being nine eleven drunk? Like uh, he's, he's he's watched too too many videos and somebody's got to cut him off like hand over the bottle of 9-11 youtube videos yeah that might be right that might be right i so it's the 12th here so i didn't realize that it's a uh, 9-11 came and passed um yes the uh some uh, people in america would say that that's grounds for you not to talk about american politics anymore that's a fact yes that's a fact uh but oh were were that to be the fact <laughs> uh, my dms would dry up <laughs> Uh, I just like, bro, the Pentagon was hit by a f- with the fucking missile. That's <laughs> 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 what he's doing today. Oh, boy. Um, everybody right, moving on. Remembers no more jokes about 9-11. Okay. Mm. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, Black Flag, Dallas again. Tom, is this your favorite Black Flag record? Um, I mean, I mean, no. Right. But... Um, I'm more like, I'm more of like, uh, everything went black, but I mean, like uh, this is the, like, I guess it's only like, it's probably my favorite, like freestanding black flag record. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always go to like the first four years of fucking everything went black. I don't go to sure. Um, Chavo's my favorite singer. Mm -hmm. Um, Rollins is my least favorite. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, but yeah, but I think um, yeah, it's like a great punk seven inch, or is it twelve inch? Uh, it's twelve inch, but it's five songs. Is you know it really? I mean? It's six minutes. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Black that is a waste. Two- <laughs> <laughs> is it on like is the record on there nineteen times? Like, no, it is a uh, six minute and thirty three second uh, five song twelve inch EP. Um, Jealous again, revenge, white minority, no values, and you bet we've got something against you. I got the um, values. These are all arguably classic punk songs. Like if you, yeah, yeah. as as they mentioned, like Spotify, eighties punk or classic hardcore, you could literally just throw a dart and have one of these songs on there, and no one would blink an eye. You know, um, this is an unbelievably good record. I love it. Six minutes long, breezes right through. Even if you dislike it, this record comes and goes, and I think you'll have some of the guitar parts. Like this is just instantly memorable riffs. I think the record sounds really good. Yes. Um. Yo, Chava, the vocals are like perfect. Is this this is uh, is this Ron? Yeah, so yeah, like he used, his nom de plume was Chavo Pederast, which is yeah, which is so fucked up. Yes, but it's Ron Reyes. When you see Ron Reyes's Wikipedia photo, uh, can can you guys go to that? Go to Ron Reyes's Wikipedia. Um, All right, not bad. I think if you told we could just change that to um, the singer of Creed, it looks the same. Mm. It does look the same. Was this around Scott the Staff? time when they put out that weird record? Looks like it. Oh, the, yeah. What the what the f or whatever it was? What the? It's what the. 
<laughs> yeah, well, like um, the emoji on the cover of the fucking one. Yeah. <laughs> Puke emoji. Um, I love this record. The song Jealous Again uh, has a bit of an incel vibe. So, Tom, as you God, said, yeah. people, people have uh, been trying to rip the descendants away from you. Uh, Jealous Again has a real, like, man, women, ugh, energy. And it made me like, yo, yo, is this the OG punk anti-woman song? Um, it's probably not. It's probably fucking not. Uh, you know, I'm sure we can dig up a Ramon song uh, somewhere. But but I think about it. And I'm like, man, this is a great song. I, I like I love it. You know, it's it's perfect. And I think about like all the times I've sang along to it, covers, et cetera. And I'm like, kind of whack. <laughs> what are we talking yeah. about here? Like, who the hell are you to tell me who my friends are? Said I'll never leave you. No, I'll never leave you. Like, like, yeah, I'm with it. I like the I like the idea, but there's definitely a weird kind of a little bit of an energy there where the message of being like, you know, it sucks jealousy, but you have it's framed in this kind of like meh way. So, um, I mean, it's shown how far punk and hardcore has come lyrically. Sort of. I so I'm going to say sort of because again, this is at least uh, like young. There's an honesty to this. Yeah, wild exactly. Thing, yeah. Like y- young people can relate to this, and, and it's not guarded. And <clears throat> it might be stupid as fuck, but, but it's it's young and it's it's unguarded. So I, I respect those two elements because um, once we fall into, I mean, I don't want to do this to people that are our friends, but I bet if we went through a lot of current punk hardcore we would see a real uh, uh scared we would see we'd see a real fear in those lyrics to not uh divulge mm. anything that might get them yelled at you know so sure uh different i think it's i think we get the pendulum on both sides i think we get some really thoughtful stuff and i, I mean i think we see that as early as the mid 80s you know i think you start to feel it in the discord world because they're looking at shit and going ah man soa girl problems maybe that wasn't the way. Uh, but when I was 16, I related to the song. Sure. Uh, you know, I was like, Oh shit. Okay. Um, I, I have girl problems. Yeah. Right. Right. And, uh, but, but I think you get more thoughtful, but then you also get the more timid lyrics too, you know, um, kind of fear, fear full of what you can't say. And that's, it's a bummer too. So we get both it. I think this record is, immaculately produced it's basically sonically defined an entire lane of sound that you still hear bands aping today not necessarily in the hardcore quote-unquote hardcore world but you go two steps and more into the punk thing you're a lot of bands who would just kill to have this guitar tone um especially i'm thinking of revenge i'm thinking of the drum sound on revenge too it's like perfect uh and Otherwise, there's a lot of rawness to the energy of the record. I love the art. I think the album cover on this is the most, yeah, it's good. you know, there's My War, but I think this is the most iconic Black Flag album art. So, uh, How messy is Black Flag? I, there's a, I did not realize you have me on uh, Chavo's uh, Wikipedia here, and uh, uh, he was fired. So the band gets back together in whatever capacity in 2013 for that album. And then he's fired that year. Oh, uh, really bad. And then the next year he appears uh, in court. Or no, does he appear in court? 
Yeah, he appeared in court on behalf of uh, 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 Greg Ginn's ex-wife. Uh, yep. I had no idea <laughs> about how how messy this. I, I the later. Yeah, we're going to keep the rest of that story off. Yeah. The later Black Flag era, I had no idea just how fucking disastrous this bullshit is. <laughs> this is a mess. Um, but I listen. I like this record uh, th- this time out. I thought it was fun. Uh, it's so goddamn short. You really can't hate it that much. And uh, uh, it, it is a. Uh, but it is a punk record. I. I don't i barely hear hardcore in this and people can be mad all day be mad world i don't give a fuck uh it's a punk record it's okay to be a punk record by the way as we discuss all the fucking time you right yes I'd right like, it's okay to be a metal record it's okay to be a punk record it's okay to be a ska record it's okay to be a fucking indie rock record no, everything doesn't have to have core at the end of it and by a lot of people's standards i've never released a hardcore record in my life you know what I mean? So mm. it's it's fine. It's we can all be at peace with our different opinions on this, but this is a fucking punk record. It, I mean, that's it, it. Goes back to what I'm saying is that I think this almost certainly predates the concept of there being a split between punk and hardcore. Um, it's, it's more attitude and how you did things than it was a sound, um, and. That's a lot of what you hear when you hear these conversations from first gen folks who are not the bad brains. <laughs> Is they're like, well, you know, like it was, it, you know, it was a lifestyle. It was the way we did it. We put out our own records, put on our own shows, ba 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 ba. And it's not the hardcore as a sound doesn't get codified for a few years. So um, I'll take whatever somebody wants to call this. Tom, what are we missing? What haven't we said about jealous again that we need to say? Hmm. I mean, I think there's so much of the Black Flag catalog. It's again gets like overtaken by just Rollins being Rollins. Yep. And I think like for like not like died in the wool Black Flag fans, I feel like some of this stuff gets lost. I don't disagree. I think that's a great point. Uh, if you for some he's reason such like a fucking guy, like he's just like, hey, I'm in I'm in the movies and I have podcasts mm-hmm. and. I do speak spoken word. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I feel like Chavo and Dez and Keith. I enjoy their black flag stuff far more than Rollins. But people think of Rollins when they think of black flag. I I think there's somebody listening and there might be a lot of somebody's listening who is going, yeah, I, for whatever reasons, maybe I'm young, maybe I'm our age, maybe I'm even older and think Rollins always seemed like a douche. I checked out Damage and I didn't fuck with it. And I listened to My War and I really didn't fuck with it. So I wrote off Black Flag. Give us six minutes and 33 seconds to potentially change your mind. Because if you like right, Jealous Again, yeah. Yeah. If you like Jealous Again, you certainly could like Nervous Breakdown. Yes. Like, like Keith is the first, it's the first Black Flag single. 94% of the people listening know that already. But if you listen to like 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 Tom said, first four years everything went black. The early singles and such, the pre Rollins material has a different energy. And I am a I am Rollins is my favorite Black Flag vocalist guy, but there's a different energy on it. So you can definitely catch something different and go, oh okay, I get it. So this is why there's some Black Flag people who really don't fuck with Rollins because there's a lot of material, there's a lot of meat on that bone, even if you don't. Right, it's where it gets weirder. It gets more like if you like fucking, if you're a stoner, 
man, have I got some stuff for you. Mm. Strictly, uh, and this will be the hundredth time. If you're curious about later Black Flag, go to Who's Got the Ten and a Half. It's a live album. It sounds great, believe me. Um, and if you don't like it, you won't really like the studio versions. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> studio versions sound like somebody was like, I want to do a punk record, but have ELO guitar production. Let's go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, so we said a lot about aggression. We said a lot about Black Flag. Let's pick it. Patrick, where are you going? Aggression, don't be mistaken, or Black Flag, jealous again? Uh, I can recognize everything that needs to be said about Black Flag being important and all the all the nonsense. I um, and I did enjoy this record more than I had in the past. Uh, I probably will find myself listening to the aggression record more often. So what does that mean? Which one? Which one do I pick? I I, I don't know. Um, I feel like because it's too it's new to you, so it's fun. Yeah, that's it's true. Like that's black that's flag is in your DNA. That's a good point. Okay, so. <sighs> Yeah, it could be a coin flip, honestly. Um, all right, you know what? Black flag, black flag, rec- flag record has more standout tracks, and there's only six of them versus the entire aggression yeah, record. Five, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm gonna go with the black flag record, although with an asterisk that this one really could have gone either way because that aggression record is perfectly underrated. Yeah, I, I appreciate you doing that. You know what? We just had there, right there, Tom. Patrick realized he was in a contrarian's conundrum. Yeah, I can't win. Where he could have been, con- <laughs> he could have been contrary on either way. He could have gone aggression and been like, "Ha ha!" Or right, you could hear him as spinning. a long time, <laughs> as a long time black flag hater, he could go black flag and go "Ha ha!" So it was, it was a win win for for our buddy. Thank you, Captain Kangaroo. Uh, Tom, what you doing? Black flag, easy. Um, I, I do want to really uh, echo. Patrick Sentiment, uh, I found myself very charmed by the aggression record. I thought it was great. It was not what I had in my head. It had a tough job uh, to go up against Jealous Again. So I will be picking Black Flag Jealous Again. That said, tell us why we're right or wrong and vote on social media with us. Uh, we're going to do another one of these probably next week. So. Cool. Um, dive in. Uh, b- before uh, we depart, this is uh, breaking news, I guess, as of uh, the time of our recording today. Uh, uh, a lot of our listeners probably top shelf records is maybe adjacent to their interests, but maybe there's some crossover and there's things that you like on that label. Uh, I just saw that they are in a bit of a pickle. Uh, their uh, uh, distro uh, went bankrupt. And uh, for people that don't know how this works, what uh, which one died years ago? Was that Lumberjack? Um, yep, Lumberjack. So, and it was it put labels in um, critical condition. Yes. So for people that don't know how this works, basically, uh, when you hit bankruptcy you only if if you're going to pay anybody there is an an ordered list of your biggest yeah there's hierarchy uh, yeah so and really it's only the first x amount of people until you run out of money and the smaller labels if you're owed even 50 grand and there's labels that we are very intimately close with that have been owed amounts of money like 50 grand from uh distros when those distros folded that puts them in the lower mid tier of uh, money owed. 
So the, the labels that are owed a hundred grand might get that faster, the label, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So, uh, it looks like their distro has uh, shut the doors on them and <laughs> laid off their staff. <laughs> so there is no way for them to get the records to people at this exact moment. Um, uh, listen to this. The property management company they, they leased from is withholding access to our inventory, treating it as collateral, and citing that their agreement with the distro creates legal ground for seizing everything in the building. And by the way, if they owed back rent, uh, totaling in some number, there's a strong chance that the uh, agreement has language that states something to that effect. Right. They can like liquidate everything in there until they're That's paid right. back. Yeah. Yes. So even if it doesn't belong technically to the distro. So uh, everybody, if you'll go to topshelfrecords.com where they explain this to you, they're also uh, starting a, uh, a Kickstarter. Um, this is uh, so. So Seth and Kevin are nice dudes. Uh, they ha- they are fans of the world that we talk about every week. Uh, they put out stuff that is uh, often more on the emo tip or math tip. Uh, they love yep. that material and they're they have an ear for it and they're good at it. Uh, but they there's plenty of they've done something for our scene if you want to put it that way uh they've put out records that many of you know particularly of if you're of a certain generation so go check out uh, topshelfrecords.com so you can read the what is truly kind of juicy gossip because they got fucked but also yeah. also you have an opportunity to help them from there let me let me say this is uh, i if you've worked with top shelf a little bit i believe is yeah. that right I, I have no out, relation. I think we put out the four way and we had Sweat. talked about putting out other records with them, but I don't know why we didn't. Um, from afar, I've always really respected top shelf. I've liked a lot of different stuff they've done. I think they did a band from Baltimore wild honey who I really liked. Oh yeah. They're good. Really good band. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, this is very sad to me. I actually, friend of a friend's band just signed to top shelf or mm. are planning to i was asked what i think of them and i have always respected them from afar I have no real knowledge or interaction with those guys maybe once a million years ago but um yeah uh please um take a minute of your time and see if you can support them and you can do so either by uh supporting the kickstarter the best way or if you'd like to you know purchase some records that's that's a good way too so uh, as long as they can get their hands on them. <laughs> yeah, Bandcamp might be the move for, for the time being. Uh, but uh, all right. Uh, fun episode, everybody. Uh, I uh, learned uh, some aggression, and we will talk soon. <laughs>